Alex, you have like a you have like a mini hairstyle in the front. Like if you look straight at the camera, it's like parted down the middle. You see that? <laughs> My hairstyle has a hairstyle. Yeah. I do because this whole thing is going this way, and then there's this right shroot middle part in my side part. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of amazing. Wow, look at that. You're right. Yeah. It's like a tiny wig. That's how my day's gone. <laughs> out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly. If your business paper needs or Dundamip, then the people purchase paper people. Dundamip, then the people purchase paper people. Dundamip, then the people purchase paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and The Office mattress, Sean Roney. I'm Edwin James, and while I'm dressed as Ronald Reagan, I kiss like Jack Kennedy. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> and with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. You're not stupid. Jazz is stupid. <laughs> Jazz <Hey>. is stupid? <laughs> I mean, just play the right notes. <laughs> Uh, every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Um, this week we'll do uh, we'll have a couple uh, listener emails for our conference room segment at the end, um, and uh, and some listener provided trivia if we have time. And uh, I feel like but, we haven't done trivia in a minute, boys. I know yeah. we haven't done trivia in a while, um, so it's been uh, great. definitely want to get it's been to a that. Nice break. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I hope you guys have been brushing up on your trivia. Nope. Uh, but uh, let's get to today's topic, which is Angela and the Senator Robert Lipton. We wanted to do a relationship episode. Uh, we haven't done one of those in a little bit. Uh, but it's funny, digging into this as we prepped, we kind of found out that this was more of an arc or a story dynamic that really plays out over the last you know two and a half seasons of The Office. So this one, um, it's a very unique part of the show. And I'm excited to unpack it with you guys. Yeah, Senator Lipton is like a very bizarre character. And going back and watching just his scenes together is a <laughs> yeah. is an odd little journey through the office. Uh, he, I'm, at the time when I saw him on the show, he had just come off that show Heroes. Uh, yeah. And he's very weird on that show, too. He's just kind of an off-put. There's something about him that's just a little, I, I, I can't figure out what he is. And that upsets me. <laughs> I actually thought that was kind of a it, like watching those scenes together or trying to find them in, in sequential order to, to piece out this arc. It, he was it's actually very good because he plays a politician. So it's right. like all service. You don't really know what he's thinking. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm really not familiar with him in, in much of his other work like heroes or he was in soap operas earlier on in his career. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, this is a better way for us to approach it rather than doing an episode on the senator. Um, I mean, Sean, you made a good point. We were prepping that like Peacock didn't make a best of collection. No, for just the senator, you know? No. And I tried to find like a super cut or something. And all you really get is that scene where Oscar is like um, <laughs> really excited to get Robert Lipton's phone number. And then mm -hmm. he's like, poor Angela. Um, 
<laughs> you feel like you feel like a supercut of the senator scenes would mostly just be him saying hello to people. That's like mm -hmm, all yeah. he does. We don't even see him and Angela interact very much. You said, yeah, you said it yesterday that it's like a lot of Robert Lipton's appearances are just him leaving the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, <laughs> yeah. What what show? I can't. I don't remember if it was Veep or if it was like Thirty Rock, but there's some show where there's a politician who's basically just a handsome robot. And they're just like, my God, he's perfect. And he just sits in the conference room and just stares straight ahead and doesn't move until they're like, time for a press conference. And then he could just regurgitate these like answers. It's a scorcher. Isn't that Parks and Rec? <laughs> yeah, is it yeah Parks I know what you're talking about. I, I don't, I don't remember what show it's from. But, but someone but, will tell us. I'm yes, sure. Yes, I'm sure. But Robert Lipton is very much in that vein, which is to say this sort of handsome robot that no one really knows or understands, as evidenced by this storyline. I don't think by the end of it, either Oscar or Angela really knew who he was the whole time. Yeah. Even though they both think they do. Well, that's, I mean, that's like interesting that you bring that up because I feel like revisiting uh, this arc, <clears throat> I almost forget sometimes that when you meet Robert Lipton on Woof, uh, on the episode Woof.com. Um, <laughs> I met Robert Lipton on the Woof app. <laughs> when I were exchanging emergency notes. The Woof dating app. Um, uh <laughs> Which really, that episode should be called "Hey Place," but um, true. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, you kind of um, they they share like a real uh, Angela and uh, Robert Hello. actually share. Welcome to Hey Place, <laughs> a place for hey. There we go. <laughs> I wasn't near you know, page on the drops. <laughs> we we had somebody tell us once that uh, when they rewatched the trivia episode and they watched the scene where we get our trivia drop. They're like, this, I recognize this more. They're like, they see this more from the podcast. And I feel that way with the hate place drops. Whenever I watch yeah. wolf.com again, I just hear all of the hate. <laughs> I always have a very palpable, like out of body experience for just a second where I'm like <laughs> not in the show anymore. Yeah, that's <laughs> happening with. Those are those are show bales, not play bales. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, Draws penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Angela is sitting next to Robert and, sa and makes the joke like it, they should call it the pay place. And oh, that's humorous. Robert, that's humorous. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not. Uh, um, <laughs> Angela's uh, Angela's great in all her interactions with the senator. Yeah. I feel like she is often cast as the straight man in whatever scene she's in. She's kind of the serious one, and whenever she's in scenes with Robert, she's kind of the funny one. Uh, and she does. Angela Martin is is great. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. also see them with uh, Robert's son that is never alluded to or mentioned ever again <laughs> just the kid with the candy apple <laughs> yeah you just never see or hear from ever again yeah was that even his kid we don't know mm -hmm. perhaps a nephew was he a purebred half-bred purebred <laughs> he wasn't in the judging we don't know or maybe i mean based on the way that the senator it acts maybe it's it's just a part of a an appearances thing of having mm -hmm. A child appear with him at this event. <laughs> Rent a child. Like they hire a, a, an actor. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, jumping around a little bit. I mean, that kind of is who Robert is, because um, we get that uh, in. Um, I, I don't have the episode in front of me now, uh, but um, uh, we get that when everyone goes to Robert and Angela's house for mm -hmm. Philip's birthday party of adults only. Um, and we see that Robert is using Oscar um, <clears throat> to appeal to, like, Latin American voters. So the episode is vandalism. And yes. we see him use uh, 
Oscar as well as Angela. I mean, he's using Angela for his political appearance as well mm -hmm. for this sort of perfect family. And then Kevin is the one who gives him a hard time about it, which is like one of the better moments uh, for Kevin, where he talks about how like you're using them and these people care about you. You know, you're a terrible person. Is yeah. That what he says? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those, the sobering Kevin moments of honesty. There's they're just great throughout the show. Okay, he here has it some is. great yeah, ones yeah. of those along this along this whole story arc. Uh, he has some when he when it finally comes out that Oscar was mm -hmm. da uh, was dating the senator and Kevin knew this whole time. The scene when he <laughs> releases that to the office, like <laughs> I knew this whole time. Oh my god, I did it! I did it! And it goes on. And he sits down and he's out of breath. He's you like, didn't oh, freaking know. I did it. <laughs> And I Oscar, is so good. Oscar is legitimately happy. Like he's, he's mm -hmm. like, you, you did it in the I five. Very heartwarming. They also oh. have that moment of release where Kevin totally. The last thing that's uh, it's like a talking head at the end of the episode where he's just like laughing. He says, "Right, Angela, in the senator and Oscar having an affair. Angela's life is a complete sham." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's yeah. That's like uh, th there's there's a lot of. This whole relationship that we get a whole, whole basically a whole new Angela than we've seen from the first, you know, four or five mm -hmm. seasons. We get a whole new Oscar than we've seen. Like this mm -hmm. storyline, even though it's kind of initially small, it really builds and ends up becoming a huge thing by the end. And what's funny is this whole thing starts quite literally. Uh, Dwight is the architect of the place where this all begins. Like he literally wow. builds the set mm -hmm. that allows yeah. these two people to meet. And if you trace this back, like going all going from from when they get married, uh, Dwight and Angela, that is to like the first time they get together. Dwight is like has the issues with sprinkles like that leads to everything with Andy sets up this hay place him and this uh, her and the senator meet. I mean, all the other guys Angela dates over the course of the show is 100 percent Dwight's fault. Right, because, I mean, it's not even just that he set up the hay place. He's also a dick to her in that episode. Yes. Um just he's rolling totally self-centered <laughs> yeah i forget how much a roll in the hay costs but that's what yeah. he assumes it is <laughs> yeah, he's in full money mode i wanted to say like five dollars <laughs> yeah, how about a roll in the hay roll in the hay five five dollars yeah you would think that build your own broom would include the materials and not just the instructions <laughs> yeah and that like that little fork in the road where he doesn't go for the roll in the hay when he could that is what sets up uh several seasons of, of disappointment for him I yeah. think, too, that this you, we, you talked about how this shows different sh sides of Oscar and Angela and Kevin. And we were talking about how this is kind of a metaphor for the show. An early storyline between the accountants is what mm -hmm. temperature they like the thermostat at. Mm -hmm. And yes. at the end of the show, the storyline between the accountants is two of them are involved in a love triangle. Kevin is trying to keep the secret. <laughs> I know. There's it, it just is a it, it's just. It's crazy how much the show changes and the scope of the plot lines and how in depth they get with these characters' lives. Yeah. Well, and the, uh, speaking of accountant relationships, when they all go to visit Angela after she has the baby, they're like, "Well, Oscar's like, well, accountants, we got to go. We're our own little family." Yeah, yeah. And says, "Yeah, Oscar's the father, and I'm Oscar's father, and Angela's yeah. my mother." Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, okay, thank you, Kevin. Uh, but yeah, and then they go, you know, that's another one of the few scenes we hang out with Robert or again, is, uh, at the hospital. 
Michael calls him Papa Bear, Mama Bear, Baby Bear. And <laughs> Kevin points at Oscar, Mama Bear. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so they go to the hospital and they realize that uh, that Philip is, is far too large to have been a premature baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. Aaron goes, I squat with five pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she kind of struggles. She does the little squat with the baby and is like, yeah, that's more. <laughs> yeah, that episode is jury duty. And I mean, as Dwight comes in and out of this dynamic, that's where he's overlooking. Um, he's going to try to tell Gabe about Jim's malfeasance mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> instead finds out about Philip and uh, is, you know, becomes obsessed with uh, proving that Philip is his son. Malfeasance is such a great word. Yeah. Malfeasance for malfeasance is his sake. I don't know why that, makes, that word makes me laugh. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean the the baby Philip thing is is really interesting because I mean they there's a a red herring right we've talked about this before but like um, we uh, we think that the baby is not Dwight's because he doesn't pass the DNA test but we learned we it, I think we've talked about like before how it's not really that clear but it's probably uh, Cece's diaper or. Philip Halpert diaper. That it's a Halpert diaper. Right. Yeah. Uh, that also gives us one of the funnier. <laughs> every time we go back to the to prep, especially as I dig into season nine, like there are a lot of jokes that really make me laugh, even though the storytelling is so dense and it's kind of all over the place. Um, with the way that Dwight looks at Angela <laughs> before he throws up, his power drink made a beat run off all over her. <laughs> oh my god! Another. All right, another joke when when they do go to the hospital and he realizes it's a shroot mm-hmm. and he's like and he holds the baby and he goes you will lead millions willingly or as slaves <laughs> well and then later he says this uh you said that robert was not fulfilling you and i said i bet i could fulfill you and you said i'd like to see you try and then i kissed you with the force of a thousand waterfalls <laughs> <laughs> it really is there's like i mean Ray wilson is just Heavy lifting in season nine. He's doing Big a time. lot and uh, it pays off. But anyway, I digress. Um, what what haven't we? Wh- wh- where do we need to go here in this this relationship? Well, I wanted to, I wanted to bring up. Uh, you know, Edwin was mentioning the love triangle that the accountants are caught in. Uh, like yesterday, Edwin and I were talking about this. It, I was like, it's like two overlapping love triangles. But um, I thought about it more, and it's really a love diamond, and I've drawn it up for you guys here, um, because you've got Angela oh. and the senator in the middle, and then uh, and then you got Dwight and wow. Oscar on the sides here, and I'd even put maybe I'd like put Kevin in the middle of this triangle Dude, that's over a, here. That's a parallelogram. That's what you mm. just drew. Mm-hmm. To quote mm-hmm. Michael Scott, look at that picture that you drew. <laughs> yeah. We mm, gonna it's hang motel, that in the It's yeah. motel art. <laughs> <laughs> what are there two sons <laughs> but no man that, that's a good it's a good uh it's a good visualization of the way that those love triangles kind of overlap it's very strange um and it's it's it, picking out the story beats is is really difficult because it only inter- it only comes into the show every now and then i mean robert lipton makes his first um appearance in wolf.com and then that continues into Angela's marriage and then pregnancy in season eight. And then so much of uh, Oscar and the Senator being together. And then that all unraveling happens in season nine. Mm-hmm. And there isn't, it's not nearly as clean cut as some of the other arcs in the show. Cause a lot of the other arcs in the show 
take place over one season or over a handful of episodes or something like that. But Oscar and Angela and the Senator uh, go, you know, spans the middle part or early part of season seven all the way to the end of the show. Yeah, it's like a two and a half season arc with tons of gaps in the middle of it. I mean, it's I mean, I I, I love our podcast because we be too, tackle dude. topics like Thanks, this. Buddy. But <laughs> but <laughs> but like it is when you get into a story arc like this where we're like, oh, let's talk about Angela and the senator. It's it's very difficult. Like, I mean, we went on Dunderpedia. There's not a lot of information about uh, Senator Lipton on there. Yeah, there's no super cuts on YouTube. Uh it's uh, it, these this is this is the reason why people haven't delved into it the way we are now. There's just a lot, not a ton of material with the senator specifically, and yeah, you know, this is this is much more a, an arc about Oscar and Angela than it is about Senator Lipton and Angela. But true, I mean, the whole point of the senator is like to basically keep Angela from Dwight until the finale mm-hmm. of the show, and whether the writers knew that or not, that's ends that's ends up being the purpose that he serves obviously it, it, there's other people in there uh, esther's in there andy's in there but mm-hmm. for the most part <laughs> it's this just sort of allows dwight to be not totally happy dwight yet for the last few seasons of the show and it right. really works because he does like end up doing a lot of other stuff um a lot of it that's really funny but yeah for the most part this is this is oscar and angela's story i mean that's i i like that and, 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 you know, it also is serves the purpose of teaching Angela a lesson, kind of, because, you know, Ange- Angela is very caught up in her appearance, right? I think a lot of yes. the reason that Dwight and her relationship is secret is because she wants it to be secret. Yes. And um, she is so pleased with herself about yeah. the senator. She is so pleased right. with herself. It's just disgusting. Right. And and just as we accused the senator of of. Uh, being in a relationship for Angela just for the appearance reasons, Angela's kind of doing the same thing. I mean, maybe she's not sleeping with Dwight on the side as much anymore. But <laughs> um, the timelines are fuzzy. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but um, you know, I, yeah, she could. You could almost say that she's just as guilty because she. Oh yeah. For, for her, it's more about. Um, you know, having two photographers uh, say, Angela, over here, Angela, look over right. here. Well, she's, she brings this up. She says this very specifically. In, in near the end, before yeah. they have that last press conference, when she gets in the car with the sitter, she's like, I just want to go back to the way it was, ribbon cuttings yeah, and exactly. things like that. And I think you raise a really great point, both of you, that like having the senator is uh, he himself doesn't appear on screen very often, but his role or the impact that he has is that he shows us different sides of Oscar and Angela, particularly, Mm -hmm. and it's the impetus for them to, like, kind of conclude their arc for Angela to kind of um, get through her pride. I think when they first get together, Angela shows this ambition that she never had before, an ambition for prestige, this mm-hmm. kind of desire to be like the perfect wife for the politician, have the house. They have that house with sharp corners and is not child friendly and the kid's birthday party with no other children present. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also shows a little bit like for Oscar to have a love interest that isn't Gil. And then near the end, or Matt. when they're, what'd you say? Or, or Matt. Matt, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or when they get, and then at the end, when they kind of come together, Angela moves into Oscar's, uh, apartment, um, saddle shoes with denim. I will call child protective services. <laughs> they, uh, it, it really leads to, it, it brings I them together. I present to you the rational consumer. 
as it were. <laughs> it, it allows them, it gives them something to resolve, I guess, between the two of them. And uh, the other thing that I, like, so much of our conversations end up going back to Dwight. I feel like Dwight ends up being the most continuously interesting character as we talk. Mm. Angela is right up there. I like. Mm. I, I felt the same way watching this again. The scene where uh, at the end of Paper Airplane, where she tells Dwight not to tank the competition, and then there's a voiceover her talking about how she doesn't need charity while she's running out of the bathroom holding all the rolls of toilet paper is such a funny scene. Uh, yeah. This reviewing this this relationship arc made me think of a question for you guys, which is after the big four main characters being Michael, Pam, Jim and Dwight. Who's the next is is Angela or Andy? Who's a hmm. who's more of a main character in the show, do you think? Well, I, I'm going to say Angela. or neither. Or is it like Daryl? I'm going to put Angela before Andy because mm-hmm. just because of that she's been in the show the whole time. Um, and, um, I mean, like, like Andy's ending in season nine, isn't very satisfying. And for them to give Angela this very clean arc of finally ending up with Dwight in the end, it just feels like she's more important. That's yeah. it's such a great question. I would probably go with Andy if we're just talking overall one to one comparison. I'd probably go Andy just because they give him so many arcs in terms of him and Aaron getting together, the stuff in Florida, uh, the stuff with Robert California, him being manager, like that, all that all stuff. And yeah, I agree and that like him we, and you know, Angela, that, that's right, him and Angela <laughs> together. It's a uh, it's kind of hard to parse out who is the the other main character in that group, but I feel like Andy is Andy would be my answer, but I think Angela certainly is is right there with him. I think mm-hmm. uh, it might be because Angela, so many of her moments are like clandestine or like she's yeah. trying to avoid being seen, and um, that's what happens in the promos episode is they figure out that like all this stuff has been on film the whole time. Yeah, I mean that's another big part of the story when they finally go to confront, not even confront when they call Senator Lipton and being like. You know, they leave him that voicemail. By the way, an incredible voicemail to get. Uh, the two of them basically telling the one-two punch that uh, you're going to be out at his gay. Also, um, Oscar, you know, we know Oscar, you've been sleeping with Oscar and Angela. Everything. Everything comes out in that voicemail, but they, they leave it in a very happy, cordial voice. Um, and then he turns right around. Then the senator, they watch him on TV giving a press conference and turns out this whole time he's been in love with his chief of staff, Wesley mm-hmm. Silver. Wesley Silver's gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, I uh, and it's like Wesley this, onto this, this love whole time. This, this dude was, was playing oh, yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also Robert's aide, Thomas, who they have the pictures with where they're mm-hmm. roller skating. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, but that, that moment then when, when Oscar and Angela, really bond and they sort of become a team on the back half of this story arc is so heartwarming to me because these are the two people that you'd think in a vacuum would like each other the least, even though they're both accountants, just based on Angela's personality of Mm -hmm. generally, I'm guessing being fairly conservative and definitely doesn't like gay people. We know that. (laughs) And the fact that by the end of the show that those two are on the same side and in fact, raising a child together or taking care of a child together 
uh, before Dwight comes in is is really sweet, and all, that all has to do with this relationship. And above and above all those, her hate, you know, her um, prejudices about uh, gay people and about uh, um, Mexican people. Um, they don't. Uh, Oscar doesn't like pictures of babies dressed up as uh, adults. <laughs> no, not at and all. So that is a, also a very big difference between them. It is kitsch. It is the opposite of art. <laughs> This is so much more offensive to me than hardcore pornography. Yeah. <laughs> para ti, I, para ti. <laughs> I mean, I think the the biggest thing we're going to have to do with your the love diamond diagram is you're going to have to make a t-shirt of it for me to wear. <laughs> win, win, win. <laughs> there's, a, there's a few other things about, there's a few other things of my fa- amazing moments that come out of this relationship arc. One is the amazing callback in season nine when uh dwight and angela go to talk to toby about how gay men have sex and angela's like what is it called when the gay men like intertwine their penises like the medical alert snakes (laughs) is it called red vining vining? and it's just a nice callback too in season two when dwight goes to talk to toby about like where is the clitoris you know you ask him all these questions uh they set that those two scenes up exactly the same it's a lovely book ending it's so funny the other thing is two of the three moments that we see oscar the most delighted in the entire show happen as a result of this arc one is is this one i have a drop of why does this always happen to me Ah! (laughs) and then and then later at the hospital when he's like knows that like oh the baby was definitely born before they said it was also her husband's for sure gay he's like i don't know which thread to follow (laughs) (laughs) the third one is at the business trip don't call her don't call her don't call her (laughs) or um (laughs) he he has a lot of real like one thing that oscar doesn't really get to show in the office is how good of a physical actor he is or a physical comedic actor he is Mm -hmm. and there are those scenes where Angela like touches him and he overreacts and like pulls out a drawer or something like that. It's it's all really funny the way that he squirms. Well, he has uh, the vote. He has the voguing scene with Daryl and yeah, Reed. I think that's another good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the kiss with Michael. I mean, an all timer. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> I I just I don't think there's many actors that wouldn't have broken or been. I don't know, mess that scene up in some way. Well, that's, I mean, uh, I I imagine we covered this in our Oscar episode, but that's like one of the things about Oscar is that he never broke. Like, and and in the bloopers, if you go back and watch them, they they call out when Oscar breaks. A couple, t- uh, there's one where Andy during the seminar, he's got his hands up in a weird position and they're like, Oscar broke, Oscar broke. And the other one is in season <laughs> oh, yeah. nine. Yeah, in season right. nine, when they're doing the cold open with Phyllis listening to Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, yeah. Like, Oscar can't even say it. And they're like, did you break? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, he seems like a pro. Mm-hmm. But here, see, here we are talking about Oscar with this, I know, this yeah. whole yeah, relationship. Yeah. But, it, like, it the whole thing every- is this relationship is a sham. It's not real. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they're both in it for the looks, the appearance. And that ultimately, well, it doesn't really bite. Senator Lipton in the ass because he, I guess he, whatever in the end, I guess he wins for his he own owns sake. It in the end, yeah, he owns it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, great for a politician to come out open like that uh, on a press conference, but you know, kind of tramples on Angela and Oscar's hearts while he does it. Question for the senator's beard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, I mean, the way Oscar first reacts to him in Classy Christmas when he's like, Robert seems great. 
very handsome, firm handshake. He's gay, good mm-hmm. sense of humor. <laughs> Doesn't don't we get to Ryan Howard is like want to know how I know oh, Robert Lipton's yeah. gay? He liked my Instagram photos at like three a.m. Facebook AM. photos, at 3 Facebook photos at yeah. three a.m. Yeah, this is before um, Instagram, Sean. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, sh- he liked all my it. TikToks. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he watches all my TikToks on loop. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I, I I don't know. I feel like we've the, the funny thing about covering this arc in particular is that it intersects so much with other character dynamics, like a Dwight and Angela topic, or mm-hmm. Oscar and Angela, or um, you know, the senator and Wesley Silver, or any other number of dynamics we could talk about or relationships we could talk about. Um, but it is interesting to chop it up this particular way and look at that together. I mean, after revisiting it, how do you how do you feel about this arc? Did you do you want more of it? Do you think it was just right? Is it did it not really do its uh, job in the end? Or for me, I feel like it it was just right in a way because Senator Lipton is basically an empty suit. Like he's not really a that interesting but he he does serve to help break angela and well oscar and angela out of their shells a bit by the end of the Mm. show and he's just kind of and then he kind of he he comes and he does this and he disappears Mm -hmm. he doesn't really have like i I think they could have overplayed him i think he's in it i think he's in it the right amount yeah i when when going through the show to just watch for this dynamic i did enjoy watching it as a whole there are a ton of funny moments. It leads to uh, the sandwich delivery for Oscar Martinez. Oh, like yes. It leads to a lot of funny moments, and it does set up resolution and growth and development for those characters. I think where you would maybe, if you could update it or revisit it, I might, like, I w- it would be great to see the the beats of that arc play out in a more even way. It's a couple things in season seven, a few things in season eight, uh, especially near the end. One of the funniest moments with the senator is when... He's at the end of Free Family Portrait Studio when he walks downstairs and he talks to Oscar and he covers the baby's like eyes and ears. Call, call. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it, and then in season nine, so much happens. Like it's so dense with plot that entire season because they have to resolve so many things. Yeah. I wish they could have spaced that a little bit better. That's that's the only thing. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. A. Hey, uh, and then when I'm we talk also about- a little disappointed we never got a. S- Senator Lipton, Robert California scene. That would have been nice. <laughs> we kind of did in the fundraiser. Yes, sort of. But I, I'm not I'm like a one-on-one, like uh, some kind of something where they just sort of discuss something secret and like a wink-wink conversation would have been funny. Like I, I, oh, could I didn't see, see them like the last Saturnalia or so, something. Yeah, like yeah. Right? Oh, I get it. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They like you know, recognize each other from some or, eyes wide yeah. shut party. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We talked about how we've talked about how there are a lot of Kathys and Catherines on the shows, mm. on the show, but there are also a lot of Roberts. Robert Dunder, Robert Mifflin, Bob Robert Vance. California, mm. Bob Vance, Robert mm-hmm. Lipton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true, man. Yeah. Wow. Bob and well, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> I I I know that was quick, but any any other thoughts about uh, about Angela and the senator? It's it's fun to unpack something like this that happens so much closer to the end of the show because we do get like clear resolution from it, you know, and it it contributes to how much of the show has to wrap up in season nine, and it's it's and because like I, I find that watching season nine 
it's it's so it's so interesting because there's so many funny moments even though the tone of the show it feels a lot broader you know but i find myself laughing at unexpected things every time or, or um in a surprising way also peacock it's totally different watching it on peacock now with the way that they recut the show and there is so there are things like new things in it all the time mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but to be able to pull this out of the rest of season nine uh it was it was fun to watch it in that in that regard yeah, I said this to Edwin before we started recording, but like, uh, at, re, re going through season nine more, it actually is like the joke writing is really, really good. It's just that the story arcs are so bad that people dismiss the whole season. But the mm-hmm. moments in there are really good. Like, I'm finding a lot of really good drops from season nine that you don't even really recognize because you don't really watch season nine that much. Mm-hmm. For instance, here's one. <laughs> what the hell, Jim? I'm not covered for your bony butt. Bony butt. <laughs> and then a uh, pair of gems here for Meredith. Hang on here. Uh... Hey, remember that week in the 90s when we got bagels? <laughs> I miss Clinton. I miss Clinton. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I have that one too. I don't know where I went. And then this, this is just a nice... This is just a nice moment. Meredith Palmer, who called Eastern Pennsylvania Seminary a, quote, sausage factory. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I, I hadn't picked up that it was Eastern Pennsylvania yeah, Seminary. seminary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which there's is where a, Toby must have gone. There's a woman there watching the promos in season nine, and Meredith is like, I show them what I want to show them. <laughs> who wants a taste? Poop sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, no, that's a great point. I mean, especially for season nine, I think this is such a solid arc. I mean, they wrap this up so much better than they do um, Andy's um, um, whatever is going on with Andy in season nine. I mean, I think I mean, I thought that this is a it's it's very clever. I like that it is it is the senator arc, but he's not even that much a part of it it's all about the other characters reacting mm-hmm. to the things that he does and the way he treats them um yeah i thought this was a really fun one to revisit and i and i fun really one this season four episode, episode one nine. and then uh the other thing is after that press conference we just never see him again mm-hmm. he's gone after in the next in the next episode paper airplane angela says things are leaner now that i've separated with the senator and then it's just her and philip we don't see him again we don't worry have to worry about him anymore as a viewer Yep. Yeah, I guess he's well. You know, he's not Philip's real dad. He doesn't. That's true. <laughs> doesn't yeah. have to be a father to him. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, uh, well, you guys, what do you think? Let's move on to the conference room, shall we? Let's do it. Do it. Conference room. Ten seconds. All of you. All right. I feel like we got a pretty loaded conference Yee-haw! room. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> hey, partners, it's me. <laughs> Gun safety Dwight. You didn't know that was the conference room. <laughs> I did not. I, I can't do this. <laughs> um, okay, first of all, shout out to Peacock for finally doing a skip intro button. Yes. Right? You guys yes. see that? Yes. All right. Um, all right, so I've got a couple emails here that uh, clear up some mysteries that we have discussed before. All right, mysteries. so this email comes from Patrick. A quick observation about Michael's finances. Having a vasectomy reversed is an elective surgery that is generally not covered by insurance in the U.S. and may cost around $15,000 out of pocket. Three-year salary. that Michael's two vasectomy reversals would have cost him around $30,000, and this may explain where a good portion of his money went. 
Snip, snap, snip, snap to his bank account. Am I right? <laughs> so, you know, I think we can also, I think Jan also deserves part of the blame for that as well. Because we were trying to figure out, is it really, is it really Michael spending all his money on magic kits and Muppet DVDs or is it Jan? <laughs> it's both. Yeah. It's I think both. it's both. <laughs> I would say with Michael, like how much do you think Michael had in a savings account this whole time? Because I would say $1,000. I think Michael looks at $1,000 and goes... Oh, I'm good. And he spends the rest of his money. Yeah, oh, so. I can go shopping. <laughs> yeah. well, next summer, I'll be six. <laughs> yeah, he's buying, he's buying Burlington coats. He's, he's, he likes spending money. You are literally a king. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so thank you so much, Patrick. Reese and Scott's top. Thanks, man. Hey, um, welcome to uh, the basket. It's where the tots are. <laughs> Uh, this email from Desiree uh, hey guys I know there's been a bit of confusion about Meredith's kids and I thought I could shed some light on that it, it, it's been mentioned on the show that Meredith has two kids but we only ever see her son leading people to wonder if this was a continuity Jakey. however the answer is actually in webisodes the accountants when asked if she stole the missing $3,000 Meredith responds that she is a single mom and would never do anything to jeopardize her kid Oscar says that he thought she had two kids and Meredith answers my ex-husband took Wendy (laughs) the good one the good one I remember that (laughs) busted walk of shame (laughs) perfect you gotta come in I have Vienna sausages and napkins (laughs) <laughs> Reminds me of Katrina. Yeah. Is this an employee of ours? <laughs> this is that's a great question. <laughs> uh, uh, so thank you so much, Desiree, for finally cleaning that clearing that up for us. Um, yeah, that actually is great. Thank you. Thank makes you. perfect sense. Yeah. Um it and, and uh Edward, you had uh you had you had something for the conference room too. Yes, uh, I believe this came from Sam on Instagram, who sent us uh, this. The David Wallace's polished mansion from The Office spurs a six million dollar bidding war. Um, six million. Yeah. So this is an uh, this is an article from Dwell. Do you remember when Creed picks up that magazine? Oh, huh, yeah. Dwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, just it, it talks about this the the large house that they used uh, for the scene for David Wallace's. Uh, at least out front, for sure, mm-hmm. um, in branch closing. and Same it, house and cocktails? Is it the same house? You know, I'm, I'm looking, I'm scrolling through the pictures right now, and it looks like it could have been mm-hmm. a, handful of the, a handful of the, like, the outdoor backyard and, mm-hmm. like, the main room and the staircase. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What is this, I, I would, Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not, but, uh, but for sure the outside. Um, but yeah, it just got me thinking like six mil. Yeah. What other office like locations would you go to? And I, it made me think of this too. Cause, um, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air house, I guess is available on Airbnb. Oh, so if you could Airbnb like a Dunder Mifflin. Oh, location, that's a good question. Where would you go? Ooh. I mean, the Shroot Farms is the first answer. That's a regular B&B. Yeah. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> My apologies. That's not available. That's a and b Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Wow. All right. Good job. Good job. <laughs> hmm. Well, I mean, right off the top of my head, I'd love to spend the night in the office, but of course, it's probably folded up in storage somewhere. I'm imagining you waking up on the couch like Dwight in the space blanket. 
<laughs> or I, quiet I, watching Michael edit in his office. <laughs> for some reason, uh, the idea of that makes me think of uh, Tobias Funke using the bathroom on the set <laughs> in Arrested <laughs> Development. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My yeah. mind just immediately connected to that. Um, shoot, man, I don't know. Um, I'd love to. Oh, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to go on the booze cruise. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Be fun. Like like Wall and Paul Pack. Wall and Palm Pack. <laughs> Jump overboard. Lady of yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh oh no, Lady of the Mist is the Niagara boat. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good yeah, just to jump overboard. <laughs> That'd be a good one. I wouldn't mind camping where they do beach games for the night. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh roasting up some some wieners, having a hot dog eating contest. Mallard. <laughs> uh <laughs> that's that comes to mind. I mean, I'd I'd mess with a hay place, no problem. But that's probably that's also a temporary spot. It's funny that outside of David Wallace's house, we don't get a ton of other like house locations. I I, I would like Jim's I house, want... Gabe's house, but yeah. I don't want to. Those are just G- Gabe's places. apartment. Yeah, yeah. Jim and Make Pam's some... house, not interested. Yeah, Creed's quarry, we never see it, but I'll go mm-hmm. there. Oh, yeah, uh, I'd have the world. <laughs> what is it? The world's. When uh, when uh, Michael and Holly both go there to the Chinese restaurant, oh, the world's largest egg roll, world's largest egg roll. Oh, I'd love yeah, to eat at that Chinese restaurant. Sandals, Jamaica, the Get world's my... largest freshwater pool. Fresh oh yeah, pool. I do want to go eat at Cooper's someday in Scranton. Oh, oh that's fun. a good call. But to, we're t- we're talking an Airbnb for yeah. the night. I yeah, want to about... spend the night in a Cooper's. <laughs> How about the hotel where Michael and D'Angelo meet but don't meet? Oh, at that meeting at that hotel bar. Yeah, yeah that'd be fun. <laughs> that'd be pretty fun. Yeah. Hmm. But anyway, six food mil. Food for thought. Food for thought. Six mil, huh? Do you think it's an office fan? That's what I want to know. I don't know. No. They would. That would more. be a pretty <laughs> crazy super fan move to buy yeah. David Wallace's house. Yeah. The, sure. There's like a cross section of wealth and office fandom that I don't know if those are ever going to meet at that level. <laughs> An office fan would never be that rich. No. <laughs> you spent too much time. Wa- you spent too much time watching The Office. <laughs> They spend too much money on magic kits yeah. and Muppet DVDs. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys. Now I think it's time for some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. All right. This week's trivia comes from Mac. Um, Mac says, I love Edwin's optimism, Sean's pessimism, and Alex's drops. But, Sean, I agree about Nana or whatever Pam's grandmother's name is. That lady sucks, and if she were a part of my family, she probably wouldn't have even been invited. I just read that <laughs> because it supports something that I said before on the show. <laughs> so thank you, Mac. And if I it's a boy, Silvio. Uh, <laughs> is this trivia uh, just you get airing grievances? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, don't worry. Uh, Mac really did send us some trivia, so nice. let's go for it. Okay. All right. What are the two reasons Dwight wishes he could menstruate? Uh, he wouldn't have to mess around with calendars. Yeah, mm-hmm. be more in idiotic tune with calendars. The idiotic moon calendars. and the tides. Yes. And be more in tune with the moon and tides. <laughs> yes, that's right. Why does Andy say Angela will always be safe with him? He's a very good screamer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Would a small penis work? Small to medium. What does Michael first say when Daryl starts singing the blues? No, 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 no. 
It's a really pretty song. It's a really pretty song. <laughs> We're like, it's beautiful. That's right. Yeah. Angela says, No, you're supposed to. Na 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 na. Na 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 Angela says, Hillary Swank is the female who? Boris Becker. Correct. All right. Uh, what specifically does Michael say to Aaron about Kelly in gossip? What does Michael say to Aaron? About best? Aaron or to Aaron? What is the, yeah, what is the rumor that Michael is spreading oh. about Kelly? He says it to Aaron. I don't remember that she. It's like not real. Is it something about like giving a child away or something? It's a. It's a. How about uh, it's eating disorder related? Uh, That she has an eating disorder. Yeah, she's an anorexatic. Okay. He could have said anoreg salad. (laughs) Anorexatic. I'm so happy you're eating again. Me too. Uh, what does Ryan say when Jim and Pam announce that they are going to have a baby? Don't shake it. Don't that shake is the baby. Act, that is advice that he gives to them when uh, Ravi's in the office. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Um, I'm, it's something about there's too many people in the world. It, no. Don't get it circumcised. You guys are really close. What is it then? Don't vaccinate it. Oh, don't vaccinate it. Uh, <laughs> uh, during the conference room meeting in The Lover, uh, this is the last question. Okay. okay. During the conference room meeting in The Lover, as Pam chants, no more meetings, who is the character in the background who silently cheers along with her? Oh, Stanley. Stanley. That's Stanley the, the manly. That is correct. And Mac adds, that is one of his, uh, one of their favorite parts of the whole show. Um, so, um, well, thank you so much, Mac. Texas uh, justice. <laughs> Be sugar five cream. Uh, Twenty three by five. But this is my thing now. What the hell, Jim? I cover for your bony butt. <laughs> there you, you have it. Tail. <laughs> Go ahead. There Chuck. you have it. Thank Maybe you so much, Mac, <laughs> for sending that in. <laughs> You can send us trivia. Day now. <laughs> any? Do you have any more? No, I'm done. Does he have any more? I'm done. Okay. I'm done. Oh, yeah. All right. You can send us trivia by emailing us. Always at- assume I have diabetes. <laughs> See, just the noise you made when you stood up. All right. My hand. I'm taking my hands up. All right. I'm, I'm yeah. done. <laughs> uh, you can email us mspodcastcompany at gmail uh, you can call us and leave us a message, 503-694-9314. We love to play the messages on the show. Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. And we are on Patreon, patreon.com slash Scott. You can become a Scott's Tot for five bucks a month. You get a bonus episode every month. You help support the show. And together we make a donation to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund, uh, bringing Michael's dream to life to help kids get to college um so thank you so much to our scots tots uh you guys are awesome we love you special thanks to ryan lloyd who does our social media and designs our artwork and uh this episode was recorded in portland o- or portland oregon portland, Oregon, over video chat 
thank you for listening. It means it means a lot to us. Uh, it's it's always amazing to interact with everyone and to have people send us stuff that we can read on the show, talk about on the show. Um, it uh, it it just it, it makes doing the show uh, so much more fun and so much more enjoyable, and uh, we truly appreciate it. So, um, yeah, thank you again. Take care. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Pippity poppy, give me the solid. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.